SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. Good evening, Craig. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Songeza. Uh, wonderful to be on your show. Good evening, listeners. Indeed. You heard some of those voice notes. Do you have anything to say to them? Not because of your official position and capacity, why you're here, but just your thoughts as you were listening. Uh, yeah, I mean, these, are, these are really interesting times. And uh, sort of from, from my point of view, the, the world is really moving from a, a, a shareholderism uh, approach to stakeholderism. And uh, there's really a new social contract that's emerging, um, uh, looking at addressing um, social and environmental uh, challenges. In other words, uh, really a move away from capitalism to a protection of life and humanitarianism that we all need to, to focus on as a, as a country. My producer is on point because this is exactly what you have just said now is exactly what I'm about to read out to you because the, 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 the proposal for this evening's discussion reads something like this. Why should executives in corporate South Africa follow suit and pledge their remuneration like executive from other international companies? Well, firstly, South Africa is one of the most unequal societies in the world with the world's largest Gini coefficient gap. Secondly, business purpose is moving quickly from making profits to shareholders to a new social contract to address shared social and environmental problems. Thirdly, an executive pay could an executive pay cut would show solidarity with employees who are affected more drastically by wage cuts. But how then do companies respond or how companies have responded to the suggestion of executive pay cuts while the world grapples with COVID-19? That is a question. Should this be on a volunteering basis or should companies force executives to take the pay cut? So let's focus then on the social contract theory really that you touched on, which is critical really, especially when we are facing a revolution, as is this global pandemic who nobody alive has seen before. Absolutely, and, and uh, Songeza, you quite rightly said, you know, we, we're sitting in the most unequal society in the world, and uh, the time is now for executives to, to step up, and uh, taking pay cuts is, is necessary. So, you know, whether we focus on uh, it being voluntary or forced on, on executives, I think it's necessary to demonstrate the solidarity with employees uh, who are obviously far more drastically affected by pay cuts. How do we have that conversation? Without offending business and whatever threats they like to make when you start treading too much into their turf, respecting yeah. the constitutional frameworks and bounds of the freedom to do business, and yet at the same time using that same constitution, specifically the socio-economic rights embedded in Chapter 2 of the Constitution and the obligations that the state the private sector and individuals on a horizontal application are enjoined to not only respect, but at times to ensure, in fact, our lived experiences for the people. How do we have a conversation? Because it's been happening for a while. Business just says bugger off. And well, that's the end of that because there isn't anything that is a driver to have genuinely that conversation. There's clearly never going to be a greater opportunity for that conversation than now to take place if it doesn't happen now. So how do we get them to that table? Like Shamil Jusab from Vodacom, he said one third of my salary is gone for however long. It's a start in the right direction. How do we get that thinking to inculcate itself? 
I, I think I think it's happening on its own, Songeza, to be honest with you. Um, and you, you are quite right, and I'm so glad you raised the point. You know, this has been a narrative that we have been grappling with for many years uh, on executive uh, pay. Um, but I, I think what's, what's, what's happening now is, as we're seeing in the press, that it started off in the retail sector where uh, Woolworths were the first that, that, that came out and stated uh, that executives are taking a 30% pay cut. Um, we got great leadership uh, last week by our president, uh, and they led by example, taking a, a third pay cut. Uh, and, and executives from other uh, sectors, retail, banking, finance, uh, have all followed this week, uh, looking at it, uh, taking a 25 to 30% pay cut, primarily on, on the fixed pay. But I do have some ideas around uh, around how this is going to have a knock-on effect uh, onto to other elements of executive pay. Do you want to elaborate then on that knock-on effect? Sure, 100%. So if we if we look at executive pay, we typically break it down into three elements. So we've got the, the fixed pay or the, or the salary, uh, short-term incentive schemes or, or bonuses, uh, and long-term incentive schemes. So, so let's look at the fixed pay uh, initially, and that's, that's really what, uh, what's been in the press with these 25 to 30% pay cuts. Uh, other ideas and, and, and what we're seeing in the market is that um, there's been a, a halt to the investment portion on, on the retirement uh, uh, element of, of fixed pay. Um, we are certainly seeing that executive pay is being uh, frozen. Uh, sorry, ex- executive pay increases being frozen in the next uh, six to 12 months. Uh, another thing that, that's starting to uh, uh, to play out in the market, Sangeza, is that there's a granting of, of restricted shares. Now, we need to be very, very careful here that if we are granting restricted shares in place of, uh, uh, of fixed pay, that we are not doing it at current share prices. We have got to look at a volume-weighted uh, average price. You know, we cannot... Uh, have uh, have a situation where executives are, uh, are, 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 are you know are, are going to better their position um, by by this uh, global uh, pandemic. <laughs> you're so, not so laughing we, because the current yeah. share price are nothing to write home about, and you're not going to convince a single executive to adopt that. But you know what. Salaries are, for the most part, a nuisance to these guys. It's nothing for them to write home about. It is these incentive schemes, the short term and the long term, that they are really after. Because one could be on a salary of three, four, five million per annum, but his total take home for that financial year could easily rocket to 50 million because of all these incentives. And I think that's where society finds it coarse, crude, and crass that when everybody is here, a workforce of however many thousands is participating in driving shares up, the value of the shares and shareholder value as a result, mm-hmm. and really bringing this brand to the kind of level at which it can compete internationally, on the globe, on the continent, call it what you will. And then a few get to share in those spoils sh- through these incentives. That's why you cannot really develop loyalty within the business. Surely that structurally has to change. Employees have to own their businesses in which they work. Sure. That's a, that's a very many-laid question there, Songhezo. And uh, yes, um, uh, yeah, certainly we, we know we're talking at the, at, at the gap between executive and, uh, and general staff pay. Um, you know, bringing the conversation back purely to, to COVID-19 times and the pandemic times, um, I think what we, we, we're going to see is... Uh, is bonuses, even though that they, they were earned before the, the pandemic. I think the optics would be very poor. Optics are uh, very poor if they take, yep. yes. So 
correct. You know, if, 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 uh, if big bonuses uh, are paid out at this time. So I think what we're going to be seeing is a, is a, a banking or, or some kind of freezing mechanism uh, on, on, on bonuses at least for six months. Uh, and only being paid out uh, when some sort of uh, normality uh, returns. You know, as, as, as businesses are trying to hold on to, uh, on to cash flow, and hold on to cash flow for the, for the uh, reason of, of, of paying general staff uh, salaries, even at the expense of executive uh, pay. Let, let's talk about the optics. You know, these pay cuts are going to be for short term, three months, maybe six months if you're lucky. And then the status quo will go back to what it is um, because we can't exactly have this conversation for six months every week because it's just going to flood it and people aren't going to take too much notice of it anyway. And that's exactly what I suppose the executives would like. The less said about this, the better because then come December, the short term or sort of the mid-year point of businesses and how the performances are and the restructuring of these STIs and LTIs, and then they just quietly take the money and they go. The South African society is not anywhere near recovery from COVID-19, even if it ended today. It'll take us a couple of years to really get back into the groove of things where the economy is there and the many who are now outside of it are participating. So to speak, it will be for the foreseeable future. It will not look good for the kinds of payouts executives have been accustomed to in this country anytime soon. How now, which goes back to my first question, do we structurally reform the incentives for executives, the pay for executives, and the distribution of that dividend, if you will, within the company or to the shareholders outside of the company or even in the communities in which they apply their trade, if you think of mining companies, for instance. Sure. So, Ngeza, so I think um, I'm going to answer this uh, in, in two ways. There's been a, a drive recently to, uh, to not focus purely on, on profit of organizations and for incentive schemes to pay out on, on what we're calling the triple bottom line or um, PPP. So not just the profit, but uh, you know, people and the planet uh, as well. So really bringing uh, environmental uh, governance factors into the payouts of, of these incentives. So I think we need to have a, a broad-based view. And, and, and one of the, the big measures uh, is going to be uh, social. Um, and, and the world has really been turned on its head now. And I'm, I'm hoping that we are going to see some of those measures built into, uh, into executive uh, 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 key performance uh, areas in organizations. The second point that I want to measure is I, I think what we're going to see is, is drastic changes in, in how the, the mechanisms of, uh, of schemes are put in place. So at the moment, you would typically see that... that um, executives earn a far higher um, opportunity um, on incentive pay when, when related back to guaranteed package. Uh, I think that we are going to see a far, um, a far more similar uh, percentage share um, relative to guaranteed package flowing through organizations as, as a result of, uh, of the pandemic. Let me engage because we can't really have this engagement without talking to and about an executive director at a multinational founded in 1971 in New Jersey in the property sector. You know what I'm talking about, Craig, don't you? What has Century 21 done for the purposes of how as a responsible corporate responding to South Africa, your clients, the the, the, the prize 
the prices of the property market, of course, is dropping, but at the same time, it still remains elusive and will become increasingly more elusive for so while as the conditions remain the way that they are. Not just talking about executive pay cuts, which I do want you to address. How has Century 21 responded to this in line with South Africa's needs and challenges and especially in line with corporate social responsibility stroke, which I prefer corporate social investment? Yeah, as I said, I'd just like to um, put a correction in here. Um, I'm actually not from Century 21, which is a property uh, company. I'm from 21st Century, which is a, a remuneration consulting uh, business. And we advise on, uh, on remuneration. Oh, I beg your pardon. Oh, I beg your pardon. Thank you for, thank you for clarifying that. I mean, it, it could have been pear, pear-shaped pretty quickly if you didn't. Nonetheless... Let's talk then in terms of what you would like to see from what you are engaging your clients on then. I'm just going to sort of make it a little more broad and open. You're going to be consulting companies heavily because, I mean, you mentioned one thing. Optics are critical in these times. How do you get your clients to do the right thing? How do you get your clients not only to, I mean, let, let's forget executive remuneration for a moment here. How do we get businesses to be agents of what government needs done? How do businesses then represent the thoughts, sentiments, and feelings, and the lived experiences of the communities from which they derive their profit to better engage society for its upliftment and development in these times? Because it's a revolution. They are unprecedented, and it really does boil down to it being a matter of life and death. The South Africa we knew up until the end of March will never return again. So how do we create altogether a new society founded still on the principles of constitutionalism? Sure. You know, Sangeza, we're living in, uh, in a time of, of change that we have never seen before. I mean, it, it, as you said, it is unprecedented. And I, I I think what we need to do is, is focus on on the the changes that have been made in the six months, um, and and executives really need to uh, lead by example. And I firmly believe that that is happening. If you look at the the organisations um, who who uh, have led by example in terms of executive pay, they are all the big boys. Uh, you're looking at all the uh, the top guys in the banking sector. You're looking at all the top guys in the retail sector and in the broader uh, financial sector. So uh, mining. Think, you know, in, in terms of uh, mining, you know, I think I think in terms of uh, uh, of, of where we stand, uh, our advice is, is certainly going to be uh, heavily focused on on governance going forward. And governance is critical because it it it, it forms the basis of the culture of the organisation. Poor mm-hmm. governance, little to no regard for ethics, the rule of law. And just being a responsible corporate, it all takes place or doesn't take place in those echelons at Exco, at directorship level, as well as in the core leadership of the day-to-day operations within the organization led by the CEO, of course. Tell us then, why is it critical for companies to not just appear good, but to be good? As we're seeing now, I think anyone who... Uh who within the, the boundaries of uh, of lockdown drives out and and and, and just sees people on the on the streets at the moment. I think the the humanitarian 
um, uh, effect that this uh, COVID-19 is having on is, is just, it, it's, it's, it's distressing. It's heartbreaking. Uh, if you look at, um, if you just turn on the news in the days and you look at uh, this poor people standing in, uh, in queues waiting for their one meal of a day, I think we need a, a complete social shift in our way of thinking. And, and we need to actually stand up and realize Man, this uh, this society is completely unequal, uh, and 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 we need to build that uh, into our uh, our thinking, and, and and move strongly away from this purely capitalistic um, uh, driven society to a multi pronged uh, governance focus that does. It's not just financial governance; it's it's bringing um, the environment and and our social responsibility heavily into the spotlight, and that needs to really uh, drive um, pay decisions in, in big organizations. Well, let's just have a look at the company bosses who so far have pledged to sacrifice what they can. And this is just the world all over. Um, Monzo, Tom Blomfield, 100% salary cut for 12 months. Sky, Jeremy Darroch, six-month salary donated. BT, Philip Janssen. Six months salary donated. RBS, Addison Rose, 25% salary cut. No bonuses. Michael O'Leary, 50% salary cut in April and May, two months. Ryanair, of course, that's the airline. Sure. Virgin Atlantic, Shy Vice, 20% cut from April to July. Okay. Um, from what you are hearing um, as I read this, okay, except for Tom Blomfield, who's just pretty much not drawing a salary for the year. All of these are just temporary measures. Of course, it's critical, and we can't exactly force it out of them. But again, it boils down to what I said. After April and May, for instance, Michael O'Leary, who is the Ryanair CEO, it's business as usual. Can it ever be business as usual for how corporates have used their remuneration structures? Could it ever be business as usual going forward? That's the final question. Sure. So, so I guess I, I think that, the, the easiest way for me to answer that is, uh, is, is uh, from a personal uh, point of view. Um, and I, I'm going to say I hope so. I, I, I really do. We need to do something about, um, about the, the equality. We need to do something about the wage gap. Um, it, it is such a contentious uh, subject, this wage gap, because how do you measure it? You know, it, it really is sector-dependent. Um, a, a lot of numbers can be fudged. I'd, I'd like to see the country settle uh, on a, a consistent way of measuring wage gap, first of all. Um, and, and we certainly need to look at, uh, at what, what pay is. You know, there, are certain, there are more elements to executive pay than there are to, uh, to your general worker. And we need to get some sort of consistent um, uh, approach that we can, we can monitor, we can report on, um, and that everyone can understand mm. Because that's the only way that we are going to to um, drive this equality in the in the country. Because at the moment the the gap is widening and it is unsustainable and it is driving so many social ills. It's got to be fixed. And we look to you, Mr. Craig Roth, Executive Director at Twenty First Century Sustainable Business and Remuneration, to advise your clients and corporates at large that the status quo as we have known it is exactly why some of the challenges occasioned by COVID-19 are going to exacerbate the kinds of lived experiences for the majority of South Africans in these times. So big ups to you. Keep up the good work and please get them to really understand beyond the optics, there's a sustainability question to it. So we thank you for your time and all the best. We'll surely be in touch soon.
Wonderful. We look forward to the challenge. Thank you, Mr. Tangena. Craig Roth, Executive Director, 21st Century Sustainable Business and Remuneration Company. They are not, as I had mistakenly said, Century 21, the property agency company. Nonetheless, that's the show for this evening, gents. Thank you so much for your time and everybody else, ladies as well, who participated. Temba in Rustenburg, I appreciate your comment. It would be quite vain if I read that out loud. It's 21.31. Let's go to Infogate, please.